Okay, first off, you're right, you can't actually hear anything in outer space. Because space is technically a vacuum, which means there's no air. And sound waves can't travel in a vacuum. But today, we're not going to be listening with our ears, we're going to be listening with our eyes. Now I know what you're thinking, you can't hear with your eyes, you see with your eyes. Again, you're right, unless we're talking about observing outer space and the universe with highly sensitive tools that allow us to see electromagnetic waves. Whereas regular sound waves, especially on Earth, are created by pressure, the sounds in space are created by what we call plasma waves. This may sound like something out of a science fiction book or a movie about aliens, but scientists have been listening to outer space for over a hundred years. The final thought on your mind right now may be, what does this have to do with music? Well, you'll soon find out. Today, we're going to be exploring outer space music in three chapters. Chapter 1 will be looking at and hearing the different sounds planets, suns, and other celestial bodies create. Chapter 2 looks at the instruments aboard a spaceship. And Chapter 3 will close our podcast with the sounds and music that we, as a human race, have sent out into the heavens. So let's buckle up and prepare for liftoff in Episode 1 of Music of the Universe. Chapter 1. What does our solar system sound like? Do you hear that? That's the sound that our sun is making right now. The electromagnetic waves the sun produces gives off an eerie type of sound that can only be heard with special machines and computers that organizations such as NASA and the SETI project possess. If you don't know what NASA and SETI are, NASA stands for the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. They were founded in 1958 by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. NASA was the first organization that allowed the United States to fly and land on the moon. You might have heard the famous words, that's one small step for man. The SETI Institute stands for the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. They were founded in 1984, and their mission is to explore, understand, and explain the origins and nature of life in the universe. Now, getting back to the sun. If you were to compare how loud the sound of the sun was to a piano, it would be like playing 10 million keys at the same time. giving off 383 yotta watts of energy per second at 290 decibel levels. Luckily, we are far enough away from the sun and don't have the hearing capacity to hear such loud noises. 
So let's quiet down a little and move away from the Sun to the first three planets in our solar system. Mercury, Venus, and Earth. Mercury has a pretty spooky sound emanating from it. Something you might hear during Halloween. Venus's electromagnetic waves sound more like a laser beam. And did you know, even though we can't hear it with our ears, Earth gives off its own unique sound as well. Now for my favorite planet, aside from Earth that is, Mars. Not only does Mars have a wonderful electromagnetic sound emanating from it, that tiny red dot in the sky has inspired composers throughout the years to write some powerful music. Gustav Holst wrote a series of songs about planets, including Mars. His music inspired many other composers, including John Williams, who wrote the music to Star Wars. And now, we travel past the asteroid belt to our first gas giant. Jupiter is made up of mostly hydrogen and helium, and it's a massive planet roughly 318 times the size of Earth. That's huge. One of the most fascinating and beautiful sights on Jupiter includes a storm that has been raging for hundreds of years, which we have named the Great Red Spot. A little further out is Saturn. Saturn is famous for its beautiful rings, and when we listen to the planet, we also hear the sounds of asteroids colliding within its rings. The oddball planet in the solar system that spins on its side is Uranus. Scientists believe that multiple asteroids could have impacted the planet, causing its rotation to turn 98 degrees onto its side. And our final official planet is Neptune. We know the very least about Neptune in our solar system, because it's the farthest away from Earth, and we've only ever had one spacecraft ever pass the planet, which was called Voyager 2 in 1989. And even though Pluto is not officially a planet anymore, here's a slice of what that tiny rock sounds like. What other sounds are in the universe? This is a pulsar. It's a highly magnetized rotating sun that shoots out electromagnetic waves from its poles. This is the sound of a black hole. Scientists have determined that it emits the lowest frequency or deepest sound from any object in the universe. So, maybe it's not exactly music, but the solar system and universe give off a symphony of sounds through electromagnetic waves. The planets in our solar system and sun have inspired hundreds, if not thousands of people to write beautiful music to reflect the power and presence of these celestial bodies. As humans discover more about space and what's in it, I wonder what type of new sounds we will hear in the 21st century.
Chapter 2 The Instruments Aboard a Spaceship So, one of my good friends... Hi, uh, my name is Robbie Burns. We met in band class in high school. And I'm an engineer at a company called Blue Origin. Um, we make rockets. He was able to share with me a little bit of information about what equipment is on a spaceship and the sounds in space. Well, what we call instruments on rockets are a little different than what you guys call instruments. Um, they have a lot of sensors and um, cameras and stuff like that, which we would consider to be instruments. Those measure your speed and your altitude and the pressure of the fuel inside the system and all kinds of stuff like that. So when people in engineering refer to instruments, it's a little different than musical instruments. When, when people are going to go into space, there's a, a module right now that they're going to go into. So in that module, what, what does it look like and what does it sound like when you're about to go into space? Well, what it looks like is a circular capsule. Um, it seats six people and the seats are kind of like airplane seats. Each seat has a nice big window next to it so you can look out at what's surrounding the capsule. And what it sounds like is ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have well, a for the part where you're going up to space, it's extremely loud um, because there's a giant rocket underneath you and it's blasting you forward at many, many miles per hour. Instruments that I, I was talking about before, um, there are a lot of clicks and pops and bangs. Um, because the capsule has thrusters in it to sort of correct its attitude and correct its trajectory. So you'd probably hear a lot of valves and whirring sounds and just sort of all of those instruments working. Chapter 3. The Sounds Humans Have Sent to Space. What's puzzling you, Ethelbert? One of those quizzes. And it says here, uh, what are these men famous for? Sidney Porter, Samuel... Clement, Did you know that we, as a human race, have been sending radio waves out into space for over a hundred years? The first radio transmission was in 1900 by a man named Landell de Mora, who transmitted a message only about five miles from Alto de Santana to Polista Avenue in Brazil. Even though this was supposed to be a short radio transmission, radio waves don't just disappear, but they continue up into the stratosphere and echo off into outer space forever and ever. So what kind of radio transmissions are we sending out to the stars? Well, first off, anything that you see on television or hear on the radio is inadvertently or accidentally sent out into space. If aliens are out there, what do you think their opinion would be about our popular music? Would they enjoy listening to Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift? Who knows? There are also organizations on Earth, like SETI, which we talked about earlier, that intentionally send out messages into deep space. SETI is currently still experimenting and demoing short messages, and they're concentrating more on listening to the stars, just in case there are radio messages coming in from the other star systems. And finally, my favorite message that has ever been sent out from Earth is aboard two spacecrafts called Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. 
The Voyager spacecrafts were launched in 1977 to explore the solar system and whatever is beyond. Aboard each ship, a golden record or disc was stowed containing the sounds, music, and images that come from Earth, with the idea that just maybe, someday, hundreds or thousands of years in the future, some alien may come upon the craft and be able to hear and see what life is like on Earth. Famously, one of the first parts of the record has greetings in 55 different languages. It also contains some music you may be able to recognize. aboard Voyager 1 and 2 will travel through space for eternity. Who knows if anybody will ever find it. But I find it comforting to know that a piece of human history and culture is out there among the stars and will be preserved by the vacuum of space forever. A special thanks to my friend and rocket engineer, Robbie Burns. One thing that's interesting is if you ever watch a movie that takes place in space and uh, you can hear the sound of a spaceship, that's not entirely realistic. Because space is a vacuum, you wouldn't actually be able to hear anything that's happening miles away from you. I hope you've enjoyed Music of the Universe. If you'd like to send me an email about the podcast, I'd be happy to share it during next week's show. You can email me at musicoftheuniversepodcast at gmail.com. See you all next week.